Yo, what up, pod racers? Are you like me where you sunburn easily? Have narrow shoulders you want to hide from the world? Weirdly small nips? Great news, we have a solution. Original tabletop shirt designs. Reading Rainbow, Dungeon Club, a dungeon and a dragon. Find these and more over at patreon.com slash goblins growlers shirt club at the $25 tier. These are all exclusive limited run designs. We'll never bring them back again. So be sure you get yours by signing up at patreon.com slash goblins growlers. Yippee! This is like this is like a story I read where like a prom was canceled because of covid. So the they had a prom at their house for the daughter and the dad was her date. <laughs> so the thing that I don't like is how close that is to a movie called The Loved Ones, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great Australian uh, slasher flick. Oh, yeah, it's uh, very maybe, similar to that plot. Maybe that's where they got the inspiration from it. That would be horrifying. That would be absolutely horrifying. She's probably still alive. Hi, daddy. You want to be my date? She was the one who did the uh, murdering, so. <laughs> that sounds more New Zealand. Alon. <laughs> I, I only have one. I can't do the Australian. <laughs> Alon is Taika Waititi. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, love. Fancy a date with me. <laughs> oh, Lord. A Shrek? (laughs) Donkey, take me to prom. (laughs) Donkey, take me to prom is the You're going to learn the hard way that Donkey already has a date and is a dragon priest. (laughs) No, she's a a priest who is also a dragon. A dragon priest. I was going to say. This is Quid Pro Roll. A fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Cryer Listen Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. Well, I'm back on the road. And heading to the studio. But this time, I think I'll make some stops along the way and enjoy the scenery of Telair. It's a long journey, but I'll take it bird by bird so you all won't have to miss out on any updates. Speaking of which, in their fiery finale of Falsehoods and Fleeing, the party took their leave of the now fully upturned masquerade. I'm sure our Feywild friends are pleased at the added elements of murder, monster, and mayhem to what is now most likely the party of the century. I can't say I've been to many events with similar uh, programming. But with a little help from his mother, Solinar gets the cup, passes it to Koza, who morphs and scampers away. Boat falls onto an unfortunate patsy for the night's crimes. But they all find their way away in the end. Well, in other news, I found a mechanical fellow in need of some repairs and possibly friendship. 
They were just in pieces when I found them. But we'll see what fate has in store. The clock is ticking. Can you hear it? And as always, y'all take care now. So, you have successfully acquired the copper chalice from the mansion of Lord Aethertwine, and once again, resorted to burning down the building as part of your plan. I'm, I'm going to say right now, this is the second time that things being on fire was Johannes's fault explicitly. Johannes is secretly a paladin of wildfire, and we just never knew. Mm-hmm. So, at different points, because you all took different routes, you are going to make your way back to Sophia's house. It's going to be almost dawn by the time all of you have reassembled into her living room. All of you have different emotions. Alita looks oddly kind of disappointed. Johannes looks despondent at the death of the guard. Uh, Koza seems generally pretty chill. I mean, you found the you found you found the cup. Koza uh, is kind of upset though, because there should not have been fire in our plan. Yeah, there should not have been fire. So Koza looks upset. Uh, Boat, what emotion do you have? Boat is somewhere in between of uh, relief. And I guess worry is not the right word, but um, just concern uh, because he knows that he did not kill the man on purpose and nothing he did was going to uh, undo that action. But uh, good did come of the death as we got what we needed and got out of there. But he is going to have to go down to the merchant's district and find some way to slide some money to the guy's kids. So... All of you sit there. Uh, Koza has uh, put the chalice in the center of Sophia's coffee table, and you're all just kind of looking at it. So why was there fire? Oh, yes. Why was there fire? Fire wasn't part of the plan. Well, as soon as the necromancer came in to cut open Koza's body, I figured that we were in the worst case scenario. So I, I went to the emergency plan. Is that what happened? I'm sorry, someone tried to cut up Kosa? Yeah, but then we we threw him into the sewers with next to the rat suit. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but I, for a brief period there, I thought he was about to, gonna scalpel Kosa, so I just started lighting things on fire. I, I'm very glad that you saved Kosa, Johannes. Thank you. I don't think um, I did. I think Jazz Tamarind, renowned d- detective... Of who's afoot saves Koza. He was cool-headed even under the blaze. Yeah, I, I still feel like we didn't need to escalate the fire so quickly. Because um, that just made things much more complicated and dangerous. Because I was trusting you all to keep me safe. Well, clearly you're not injured in any way, so we succeeded. And by we, I mean them, because I wasn't there. I see what you're saying, Koza, and I both had charge of your of your uh, mortal coil flesh body form 
and also of the lickety split flames that were lickety splitting all the walls. So this is my fault that you feel that way because I was supposed to take care of you closer and probably start less fires, if any fires at all. But I panicked under the pressure of potential necromancer autopsy. And uh, for that, I am sorry. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Johannes. I will say, uh, except for getting completely knocked out by uh, sleep gas, my part of the plan went basically flawlessly. Like, just that, just that rough patch right near the end there. And I solved uh, two murders. You're a Whoa. regular old murder solver. I'm Jazz Tamarind. So, now that we've done all this, do you all want to rest before we go? Yeah, but I, there's still... Oh, go ahead, Selenar. I was going to say, I don't think there's any other options. Like, we can't... We're not, we're not going into the temple like this. I don't yeah, know. Koza needs about 17 Advil and probably a big old greasy breakfast. My head. There is one thing still bothering me about the whole experience. I'm still not clear on how I was recognized as this fictional character that I created. I don't it, know either. It seems like there's some sort of other force working against us in that way or for us. It's very curious. Oh, I thought Jazz Tamarin was well known. Maybe it's one of those things where, like, the second you think it, it actually goes into reality in some form. Yeah, I thought I thought you said Jazz Tamarind was world renowned. Like, is he is he world renowned, or is he something you made up just now? Are you saying I willed it into existence? Yeah, that happens all the time in the Feywild. There's this really famous book that my father swears by called the Secrete, and it's where you secrete thoughts, and then they harden and solidify into reality. Interesting. Maybe. Maybe what's happening is that bits of the Feywild are secreting into our world through some sort of rift. And maybe the source of that rift is under the mansion, and that's why thoughts become reality there. You know, that does reflect a theory I heard once. You, you've all heard of muses, right? You're, you're familiar with the concept of, like, the muse, like, brings the artist their vision... Oh, yeah, I know that there's a kind of fae that does that and feeds off the artist's life force. Oh. I, I think they're I called Lin and She's. Oh. I thought it was a cool thing where maybe <coughs> Boat was inspired by one of these, like, magic fae creatures, and that's how all of this came together, but that sounds horrifying, so I don't... Hopefully it wasn't that. I think we were talking about two separate things. Oh, okay. Alita, you look very disappointed. What, with this all went swimmingly, I would say, other than the mansion burning down, which is unfortunate, no. but... You all did wonderfully, and I'm, I'm really grateful for how hard everyone worked and the fact that we have the key. I just... You know, it's, it's really silly. It's just... We were at a, you know, fancy ball, and I think it would have been nice to have more of that experience. The dancing and the music and the romantic moonlight balconies and, you know, just. Oh, I, I'm not 100% on that because I, I spent the entire time working, 
So honestly, now is great for me because I'm off my feet. Uh, which these these dogs are barking. After all that, like walking around, carrying things, hustling between patrons. Um, um, well, well, I did meet somebody at the at at at, it, at the ball that I I'd really like to see again. Oh? Um, wait, who did you meet? Oh, oh, it was um, what was her name? Um, did I actually write her name down? It was uh, um, Ilfiel. Oh, that's that's lovely. What what is she like? What does she do? Who is she? Did didn't I introduce you all? Yeah, the one that he introduced you to in the kitchen. You're not talking about the red dragon priestess, are you? Wait, what? <laughs> You're not talking about the red dragon priestess, are you? The tiefling in the red dress? Um. You know, I, I, I might be putting together a few things. Can I, can I get like a minute? How did you not know she was a dragon priestess? Now, hang on. We don't know. There maybe I, I know I didn't get a good look. Maybe there were a lot of tieflings in red dresses at that party. I don't remember seeing a lot of tieflings in red dresses. Tieflings are very common in the world. Th th I don't know that they're that common. I'm just saying, Koza wouldn't be so silly as to fall for a red dragon priest after everything we've been through. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no. Sometimes you find love in the unlikeliest of places. Koza, did you fall for a red dragon priest? Okay, in fairness, I can't imagine it's passionate love when we were there for like, a f we were there for a few hours. I don't know that that's necessarily like proposal time well okay um but but still it'd be fun to hang out again right okay so you did not actually propose i am kind of relieved to hear that koza she's working with emberlyn she is a dragon priestess of the chromatic dragons oh okay so <laughs> so you're saying this isn't i should just give up I don't well, like that I'm being made the bad guy here. It sounds like Ilfiel is making Alita feel ill. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've, I've seen this story play out before, uh, but mostly in books where it's like, <laughs> oh, they're star-crossed lovers and like, oh, they could, their two paths could never truly cross because of the differences between them and their values, and then they realize that the greatest value of all is each other. And don't then, the, you know, it works out. Don't those stories usually end in them dying? Well, some of them, sure. I don't want Koza to die! Koza doesn't have to die. Look, those are clearly dramatizations. I very yeah. much doubt that most people die in those situations. Yeah, I've got a real life example, Koza. That happens in the real life. So you know that my family, they do inventions and stuff. And we have a rival family who also does try, tries to do inventions and stuff and is always fighting for patents. My father's always like, those patent thieves. Well, one time my cousin fell deeply in love with their cousin, which is not okay. And then, but the problem is that they killed themselves at the end of it. <laughs> uh, that's horrible. Yeah, oh you know, as I was telling that, I realized that that didn't end happily because they both, one of them thought, 
this is supposed to be fake poison, but then the other one thought that they were actually dead. I, you know what? Now this is a, honestly, I'm sorry about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back out of this story. Wait, they used the same feign death trick that we used tonight in our heist. Yeah, and not only that, but then everybody, because they were supposed to like fake a death, and then they were gonna elope together because they couldn't be together. But then one of them thought that it was real because they didn't communicate it really well. I'm glad we did a lot of pre-planning is what I'm trying to say. Hey, cuz I've got an idea. Maybe, maybe all that we need is for the power of your love to be the thing to convince her to turn away from the chromatic dragons. Now there's a side quest and a character arc for you. That... I will say, if that's the direction you're gonna go, make sure that the power of her love does not draw you into the chromatic priesthood, cause that'd be really bad. Even though some people are saying the chromatic dragons <laughs> have said some reasonable stuff before, you gotta be careful. Okay, I think I got it. We can talk about this later. We need to take a break, and then we need to regroup and go to the temple. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I do think we all need a, a long night's sleep. Well, it's day, so... I'm uh, making pancakes. I think we all need a day's sleep through the night. Mm, this boat has hit an iceberg, and he is going down for a few hours. M making pancakes, making lots of pancakes. It'll be nice and cold when we all get up. <laughs> Delightful. All right, so all of you take a nice long rest. All of your spell slots, including Johannes's smite, are all recharged. Everybody's good. It begins, the sun begins to set on the next day by the time all of you feel back up, up and fighting fit. Wait, the sun is setting on the next day? Yeah, you slept through the day and... Yeah. Okay. We're now creatures of the night. You're nocturnal now. I. Oops, all uh, nocturnal. I don't. I don't know if you're open to this, Alex, but I was thinking, Solinar didn't actually spend any spell slots, so I think probably like a nice long nap would do him do him just fine on this one. Sure. And then, uh, did did Alita also not spend any spell slots? Uh, I don't think she did. Because I had I had a thought that Solinar knows a thing that Alita probably doesn't know about the city of Tinkerhaven, which is that there are certain rooftops where you can hear the live band playing from the restaurant below, and there's plenty of space to dance. So what you want to do as Solinar is take Alita to the roof and dance with her. Yeah, you said you didn't get enough opportunity to dance. I know a place where we could do a little more dancing before we go off on this mission. I didn't get to do any dancing, which honestly is kind of a shame because that band was hopping. If you're sure, that actually sounds really nice. Yeah, I, I know just the place. You will have to do some climbing. So... Bring shoes good for climbing. So Solinar and Alita are going to go do their thing over there. Johannes is making pancakes. Boat crashes. Koza, what are you doing? Uh, so are you saying it's now nighttime? Well, it's it's 
going to get to be evening by the time you guys are all re like in the same place again. Okay. Um, Koza just like he's gonna go and try to find something to eat the hangover away. <laughs> uh, Johannes is conveniently making pancakes. Yeah. Okay. Koza um walks downstairs and just immediately like gets a pile of pancakes to eat. Yep, I knew you'd be over here. Maybe Koza also could be writing a confession of love for Ilfiel that could be delivered later. Koza wouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Would he, he write a declaration of like for her? Is, he is would Koza... just draw her a bunch in the sketchbook. That's I'm I calling it say that, that is that I suspect that instead of writing her a love confession, Koza is just sketching every detail as like close to accurate as he can so that like the the vision of her never slips away kind of stuff oh it's all drunk sketches <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like a stick figure with horns and a tail because he's too drunk because he's too drunk and it's just he, like that's, this is that's how it. his memory it's <laughs> is that so when you're drunk your memory is just stick figures like you're like oh i've lost all <laughs> Koza goes back to the mansion and he looks around outside the grounds and finds a broken horn on the ground. And then he has to go all over town trying to find the person that it fits. <laughs> that is both hilarious and also incredibly distressing. Who broke off this person's horn? That's the, yeah. It turns out to be the Tinkerhaven dream dealer's horn. It was none of the three stepsisters, but maybe the maid. Oh my god. All right. You all are going to reconvene in the evening. Boat, you feel well-rested and recharged and ready to go. Koza, you're as close to a hangover hangover has been ameliorated by the love and attention Johannes puts into his pancakes. Johannes, you feel like you've really taken care of the party. You've really done your best for everybody. And Solinar and Alita are going to return to the group. And Alita is going to be like really jazzed and very grateful to Solinar for that moment because I don't know Sol that's a that's a big deal to her man Solinar has like opened the door for her and is like milady <laughs> thank you Solinar you don't have to lay it on that thick I don't know it's kind of fun we should uh -huh. do stuff like that sometimes how are you everyone Speaking of laying on th thick, I've laid up some thick pancakes with some thick syrup. Have you been oh, making pancakes yes. all day? I no, haven't been, been able to sleep because they've been clapping so hard. I've been clapping <laughs> these pancakes. I do it at intervals. So I've been taking naps in between. And then I did a long nap when I had a big stacks of pancakes. And then I came back and the stacks were gone. And, and Koza was in a sleep coma, pancake coma, syrup coma. And then, uh, then I started making some again, and then my squirrel came down and ate some. Everybody's just coming. Then we had some neighbors over. They were nice. You had neighbors oh. over? Yeah, people, I went outside, I was like, I'm making pancakes, who wants some pancakes? And some people came in. Okay. I'm guessing that means we're all ready to go then? Well, I mean, you guys haven't had a pancake. I made extras. See, look, they're thick. Oh, thank you, Johannes. She's going to take the plate from you. It claps. Oh, Johannes, these are so good. Oh, this is amazing. This is precisely what I needed. After last night, this is this is exactly the sort of food I was looking for. Oh, really hitting Gabe, the spot. Gabe, please add some clapping sounds. Just take two pancakes and slap them together. Mm -hmm. They got to be thick with syrup. Oh, though. look at his face. 
so distressed. <laughs> I'm a little concerned that the masks that we got, the ones that were haunted slash cursed slash haunted cursed, got distributed to some of the people at the party because there was definitely some folks there that were acting weird. Oh, I met one. He was a Duke of Mayonnaise, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and he was an interesting fellow. Wow, let me tell you, he had a beautiful mask, though. I thought it was very fetching. Yeah, the guy that got naked except for the mask and went hooting through the party. That's precisely the sort of activity I'm talking about. Yeah, I didn't detect good or evil, so I didn't check if those masks were haunted. I didn't even think about it, even though the other ones were, so I should have thought about it. But I was too busy thinking, oh my god, if a necromancer tries to cut open one of my friends, I'm lighting this whole place on fire. Why are you saying necromaster? <laughs> are you Greek? Where, where is this coming from? I don't know. <laughs> the, the, isn't that what they're called? Necromancer? Ooh, oh, I didn't know that they romanced to the next. That makes it sound less evil. The, I just want for for all longtime listeners, I just want to point out the irony of Alex correcting someone else's pronunciation <laughs> of a common word. <laughs> Arcana. Oh, yes. Arcana, the most common word. <laughs> My um, no, I don't. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't think that. I never checked any of the masks, so so you were probably right that they could be haunted. I mean, it would have it would have been tough for us to do anything about it without blowing our cover anyway. Oh, yeah, I just realized my only regret for that whole heist is that I lost one of my best crowbars. Oh my god, I have that right here. Wait, wait what? Really? Yeah, yeah, I used it to smash a window, and then I also. Used it to break a wall. It might be bent a little bit. Johannes, you did regular criminal activity with this croup. Well done, sir. I, I really appreciate that. I was trying to save a man's life, but it didn't work out. But I'm glad that we made the attempt. I mean, typically it's breaking and entering and not breaking and exiting. But I, you know what? Points for style. Thank you. Here's your crowbar. Thank you. Actually, it's not in that bad of shape. Hey, uh, Koza? Y yeah. Um, I'm sorry I reacted so harshly. I... We lost a friend once to us being really judgy and mean, and I don't want that to happen again, and it was wrong of me, and I'm sorry. Oh, um, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I, if you if you want to fall in love with a red dragon priestess, that is your right as a citizen of Tele wait no, Virian. Wait no, Alaria. Ultimately, I don't think it's a good idea and I worry that it's not safe, but I trust you and your judgment, Koza. And if you need it, we'll help you write a poem. And who knows? Maybe we could actually turn her away from the chromatic dragon priests and then she could become one of the new metallic priests once they return to the world. That's a lot of pressure. I... Not really what I was looking for. Um... Is this more too of serious, like, too fast. Is this more of like a Tinder situation? <laughs> well, yeah, that's why the whole place lit on fire. Well, we did swipe some stuff there. I don't know if we took it left or right, but we did swipe some stuff. So, are we going to go to this um temple 
Oh, right! The temple! The entire basis of this journey and mission. Right! We should go. Temple. This... Guys, a lot's happened this past two days. Yeah, and all the dudes at that party had fish for some reason. What? They were posing with them. There's a lot. <laughs> I thought it was weird, but maybe it's a noble thing. I never understand why dudes do... Are they trying to show that they could provide for you in the event of an apocalyptic collapse of society? Like, I just... I have many questions. Alita, the temple! <laughs> Taking a picture with a fish? Wait, do you guys not know this? There's this huge thing uh, back when I was uh, on the tenders. Uh, every third dude had a picture of him holding a fish. Every third dude. Yeah, that's a that's a law. If it it's, doesn't happen, then they have to they have to delete mm -hmm. profiles. Yeah, they have mm -hmm. to leave Tinder. It's the only photos those men have of themselves where they really felt good about themselves. Mm -hmm. I hate mm -hmm. to say that you might actually be right. It's tough to look like you have scaly skin if you're holding up something scaly next to your skin. Right. Yeah. They're holding up the fish and they're like, look how hot I am as compares to a literal fish. <laughs> Some people used to tell me that I have a big mouth, but look at this big mouth bass. Now I've got a normal sized <laughs> mouth. Why wouldn't you want to kiss it? No, me, not the fish. Oh, no, she fell in love. <laughs> she kissed him once and he immediately turned into a frog. Terrible. Oh, that's a that's a true prince. What? That's a miracle. <laughs> Don't we have to go to a temple or something? Eventually. Temple, <laughs> a real Chad pole. Go to the corner. <laughs> All right. So your group makes its way through Tinker Haven as the sun begins to set. You go back to where you remember the entrance to the Copper Temple being, which, to refresh your memory, is underneath the city, underneath the clock tower in the center of Tinker Haven. You walk, you, you climb down and you walk up to the cylinder, finding again, as you enter in, the enormous statue of the Copper Dragon, its wings unfurled. And as I recall, at the base of the ladder that we climb down to get to this part of the sewers, there is a huge pile of bones from yet another creature that Koza had previously animated and then had to leave behind as we were leaving the sewers. That sounds correct, yes. Hmm. The sewers don't smell good, and that's what they do best. Sewers don't smell good and now we're going at the behest of a dragon priestess to find a talisman and <laughs> fulfill our quest heck yeah heck yes oh good one alita thank you uh anyway uh who's got the cup oh oh i do koza if you take the cup and you hold it by its base and put the actual drinky part into the round recess. It clicks in and you can turn it as if it was a doorknob. Ah, yes, okay. the common sound of doorknobs, a slurp. Uh, so once you do that, you hear a loud mechanical whirring sound. The statue begins to slowly rotate down, recessing into the floor and after time, revealing a winding staircase down into the darkness. 
So, I guess here we go. Yep. So, based on two previous temples now, we can anticipate three things. One, there's going to be traps. Two, there's going to be some sort of horrifying curse that exists without the within the entire place and without anything seemingly maintaining it. And number three, some sort of giant, horrifying death creature that definitely wants us dead and is some kind of creature. Oh, and also maybe there's some beds. Oh, that's a fair point. There might also be beds. Mm-hmm. And socks. Have we found socks in every temple? Really? If we haven't, then I wonder where the heck I keep getting all these socks from. <laughs> I was about to say, if the one thing Alon remembers about these dungeons is that he found socks in each of them, I will riot. <laughs> I will burn everything to the ground. That would be very QPRD of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You travel down this path, this staircase winding down, down, down. It takes some time before you reach the bottom and an elaborate copper archway. Or at least you think it might be an elaborate copper archway. The further down you go, the darker it gets. There's, there's no lit torches. There's no magical radiating light from the walls or floor. It's just shadow. Well, and we're right below the clock tower, right? Yep. Are there like mechanisms and things in the walls that are part of the clock tower? I mean, as far as you can see, it's pretty dark. I cast light on my shield so that I can see. Oh, that's delightful. So, Aha. yes, you are going to see in the walls the whirring and shifting of gears and mechanisms just everywhere. It appears almost as if the walls of the temple itself are what makes the clock tower move and what makes it go for all intents and purposes. There is this omnipresent low tick talk sound that just encompasses the entirety of the space. Very rhythmic. So... Uh, yeah. Venus Koza. Okay, yeah, down deeper town here. You reach an elaborate copper archway that leads into an enormous room. The room's walls are constantly shifting, shifting and clicking mass of gears and mechanisms, protected and sealed by what appears to be an enormous and thick sheet of glass. Overall, the feel of this room is that it was some form of entrance hall or reception room. Though... Those of you with no low with no dark vision can only really see what Johannes's shield is illuminating. Solinar's got that sweet, sweet dark vision. Yeah, Solinar's fine. I think Boat needs the light though. Yeah. Boat can do a lot of things, but seeing the dark is not one of them. Can uh Johann does Johannes have dark vision? I don't think so. I'm a halfling. So the only one who can see outside of Johannes using his light is uh Solinar. That sounds right. Okay, cool beans. Unless Koza being a human variant, his variation is that he has dark vision. Dark. Yeah. Nope. Ah. <laughs> Koza, your introductory rap has brought us into an introductory room. 
Look at this place. It looks like a giant clock works. Yeah, the low the low tone ticking and talking is sort of boring into your brains. Well, I'm feeling get like it's getting pretty bored in here. We've got to keep moving. Badumtis. <laughs> All right. You guys are going to find a door to the north, a door overall to the east. And while the room itself sort of curves, there is going to be a door to the upper part of the southern wall. I wasn't expecting this, but I'm actually kind of reminded of my childhood. Dad was always working on some mechanical something or other, and so constant ticking sounds were omnipresent throughout the home. Well, do you want to open a door? Because maybe it'll be like opening a door on your memories, but in a clock and for a temple. Well, if I was if I was going to open a door like my childhood then I uh-huh. would open a door to the south because that's where all my father's projects would ultimately go. The doors to the north and south are fairly simple. The door to the east is fairly elaborate. And like elaborate how? Like does it have a lot of ornamentation it's ver- and banding? It's very large, it's very ornate, and it has the uh, bust relief of a dragon above the door. You answered so fast that I couldn't say, can you elaborate on how elaborate? <laughs> So if you go to the south, you're going to open the simple door. This room appears to once have been a kitchen. There are still racks of copper cookware hanging from the ceiling. The counters and fireplace are covered in a layer of dust, and any food or herbs have long since rotted away. Again, one of the things of note is that this space has a stillness to it. Not like everyone was massacred like you remember in the temple in Oceanvar or the temple in Alaria. This one just feels lost. Abandoned. Like, almost like no one was ever here. Man, this, this kitchen is desolate. Look, they don't even have, I mean, there's not even any types of cooking oil containers. Who would ever live somewhere where they didn't have cooking oil? Are there any knives? Yes, uh, copper knives. Copper knives, eh? All right. Uh, I'll take the two biggest copper knives and uh, place them on my person. You take a copper meat cleaver and a copper chef's knife. All right. Is there a copper bread knife? Yeah. I'll take that too. Wonderful. Add those to your inventory. All right. Three big knives. If you murder murder someone with a bread knife, I'm going to be distressed. Is there a copper butter knife? Yes. Oh, I take that. Copper butter knife in your inventory, buddy. Heck yeah. And I notice you writing it down. Thank you. I was thinking, sweet, we found a kitchen. We can do we can do rat stew all over again, but I don't know, like I haven't heard anything but the omnipresent sound of ticking and talking. And I I don't know that rats are even down here. Yeah, it's like it's like eerily abandoned almost like there was never nobody even here too bad i don't have my rat costume but maybe i could commune with some of the local fauna in the kitchens there's a door to the south that seems to be sort of a simple uh very very simple basic door and a door to the right which is made of some kind of tile and appears to be locked the door is made of tile. Yes. 
or something similar. I'd like to knock on that door to see if it feels solid. I mean, like that there's something beyond it or that like it's made of a material that is sturdy. The latter. Yeah, it's it, I mean, it's tile. So, all right, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Are you saying the door is tile, like it's a tile door, or is it a wood door that's been tiled? It is a door that is made out of, like, a sheet of thin stone, the same kind that you would use for tiling. So the door, theoretically, is held together by grout? Theoretically. I'm going to kick the door, because it should be very brittle. Make a strength check. Uh, let's see... I like oh, that we're oh. leaning into the Dungeons and Dragons stereotype of the barbarian getting through the locked door is that he breaks it. Oh, boat. I could pick that. Oh, oh, you can't pick tile. What'd you roll? An eight. It's actually enough. Um, okay. And that's what was right. So while it takes one or two kicks, the tile eventually is going to shatter and clatter to the floor. Beyond which... There is, despite elegant copper piping snaking along the walls of this room, the there is no water in the enormous baths that you recognize. There's this enormous communal bath just sort of in the ground here. So imagine like an enormous heated indoor swimming pool. Mm -hmm. If you test the spigots, water, albeit filthy to begin with, will flow from the taps. Okay, is it hot water? Uh, if you turn the hot water knob, yeah. It takes a second, but yeah. Okay. Hi, hi folks. Josh here. Uh, is this... I mean, we've been requesting a, a Hot Springs episode for, like, so long. Is this really... Is this how you're going to deliver it to us? Is in the middle of a massive dungeon? You are not going into the spooky underground definitely haunted bathtub as the hot springs episode it's the onsen temple no <laughs> no it's not we're all gonna wear short little towels and soak no and i bet you there's even extra socks around here somewhere mm -hmm. um i'm gonna turn on the water and let it run all right again water is going to start out filthy i'm gonna see if it cleans up it will after about a minute or two all right. How many liters of water will this pool hold? So, again, you're talking to someone who thought that a single story or two was 40 feet high. Uh, so maybe I'm not the best person to ask. I will say it's a little bit smaller than an Olympic swimming pool. OK, uh, you did about uh, 10 gallons. <laughs> <laughs> I have Heck a yeah. I have a question. Yes. So if there's a hot water tap. For this Olympic sized pool, is there not any kind of internal heating or maintenance system for the pool? Because by the time you got it full, the water would be cold. I don't know. Do you want to roll an investigation check on the pool? I'm kind of curious. I'll roll a plumbing check. <laughs> roll a plumb. Uh, that would be an intelligence uh, roll, I think. While uh -huh. you while you're rolling uh, to plumb those pipes, I'm gonna I'm gonna open this southern door. So you open the door to what appears to be a storeroom. The stingy room has a deep layer of dust on pretty much every surface. Rows of sturdy shelves stand along the walls filled with boxes, parcels, sacks. The perishable stock went bad some time ago, and any fabric present has been chewed through by some form of vermin. That being said, 
everything here seems relatively intact otherwise. Hmm. Hey, do you guys know what this can is? It says it's spam. Okay, nobody, I'll put I'm, it back. No, I'm, I'm actually familiar with that. That's, um, oh, I'm trying to remember. It's an acronym. It's, uh, mm. if I recall correctly, which I may not, mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. Sizzlin' Pete's Artificial Meats. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, beautiful. Sizzlin' Pete's Artificial Meats. I'm renaming the planning chat. Beyond Spam. <laughs> Oh, that brings me so much joy. Uh, I thought I'm I'm glad that you figured that one out because I figured when you said that that it was just succulent pancakes are muscles. I mean, but that was obviously wrong. <laughs> that would be a that would be an unusual way to bulk up, but I guess you could do an all pancake diet while you're working out. All carbs and sugar, baby. <laughs> uh, I did. gotta gotta bulk before you cut. <laughs> I did do a quick Google. An Olympic swimming pool fills up using about 660,000 gallons or 2.5 million liters of water. I said it was slightly smaller. So (laughs) 2.2 million. (laughs) Heck yeah. If you set it to 10 gallons, uh, hats begin to fall out of the spigot. Wait, you need one of those boats. Okay, I, I, I do you do you want your do you want your meat substitutes, Solonar? Oh, I hate the stuff. Well, <laughs> I take that back. If it's sautéed, there's a there's a way to sauté it in a nice oil that it's like actually pretty good. But most- I'm gonna stop you there. I'm throwing it at you, Solonar. I've got a question for you. Is uh. The Sizzlin' Pete's competition treat, what does that stand for? D- Wait, Sizzlin' Pete's competition treat? Please yeah, don't tell a, me that a... you are implying the existence of spam Rice Krispie treats. No, there's a there's an off-brand of spam called treat. Oh god, how that off-brand spam sounds like a dystopian product. Yeah, I'm a big fan of something being a uh, uh, of the model of being the low cost solution, and then they're being like, "Hey, but we could go low." <laughs> Actually, you can get even lower because there's another one called potted meat food product, <laughs> and that's the sound it makes when you squeeze it out. I, we got a real sample. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sound it makes when it hits the pan. That's a real sample. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> there it I'm, goes. That's when yeah. you have two. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, super not making that up, by the way. No, I and mean, those were real samples that Gabe got from the potted meat. <laughs> oh, and that's the sound of it sizzling. <laughs> oh, there's some spices being added. <laughs> oh, it's smelling good. Oh, that meat's just growing out of the pot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well watered. Uh, so while I'm giving Josh time to think of an acronym for TREAT, you are going to remember, based off of your intelligence role, that there is some kind of heating mechanism in the copper piping that runs under the tub that is going to keep the tub apparatus itself heated. So if you took some of your potted meat product 
and yeeted it really hard at the floor of this pool, it would start to cook. Potted yeet food product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the treat it's uh it's tremendous Ramones uh expensive artificial turkey. <laughs> I I just came up with Tony Reno's elegant artificial tongue. Uh. <laughs> I leave the rest of this and I walk out and I'm like, oh, I don't need any of that potted meat maple leaf product. How the heck is this from Canada? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Koza, what are you up to, buddy? Um, Koza's poking around at the um, like at, at the the big pool as he watches it fill. Because we're still in that room, right, with the big giant pool. I mean, that's where you guys are. Uh, Johannes was in the storeroom. Yeah, Koza is trying to like investigate where the water is coming from. The the pipes. Yeah, but like, where's the pipe coming oh, from? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's about to be like. Because this is. Do you say it's hot water coming from the pipes? Yeah. Yeah, so he's trying to figure out where the hot water's coming from. So you're just like tracing the piping? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will tell you, it is so labyrinthian that it's going to be kind of a nightmare to follow. Okay. Now, you absolutely can. And ultimately, it's going to show that the water is being pumped from below the, the building itself. Koza, I've I've got a question that was raised by all of this artificial meats. Oh, you seem to be busy. I can ask uh, you later. Uh, no, go ahead. What what's what's up? Is is chicken of the woods a real thing? Because people tell me that there's a mushroom that tastes just like chicken, and I I'm about ninety percent sure that that's a lie. Uh, I don't know if it tastes just like chicken, but I mean it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a mushroom. A chicken mushroom. No, it's just a, a mushroom. Oh. But I mean, it, it grows on trees, so it's more like a, a shelf mushroom. It's shelf stable mushroom. Like, like you, like you keep the mushroom on a shelf. No, like it grows, grows like a shelf. Shelves don't grow, Koza. No, don't be ridiculous. I'm sure you've seen a shelf mushroom before. They they grow like big um, big big round. Oh, it tracks of land. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a shelf when it grows. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes way more sense. So it's a so it's a tree mushroom that looks like a shelf. I, and is a chicken? No. It's <gasps> it's edible. So 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 it's like chicken in that you can eat it. You know, I wish people would stop saying everything tastes like chicken. Not everything tastes like chicken. Your taste buds aren't refined. That's the whole problem. Oh, okay. At least I don't think it, I just said I don't think it tastes like chicken. But th that's just what I think. I guess some people do think it tastes like chicken, but I don't think so. Okay. Well, I should try it sometime because now I'm curious. Okay. So that odd exchange aside, uh, there's going to be a door that's uh, fairly. Th there's going to be fairly elaborate doors on both the uh, southern and eastern walls here, uh, with the western wall being the one that you entered through. South door open. <laughs> All right. So uh, it was originally locked, but I'm just, Johannes just like, this is Sparta kicks it uh, open. It's going to lead to a door 
the, the door, it's gonna lead to a door. The door leads to a door. Oh my uh, God, doorception. I'm gonna open this one with my hands. All right, uh, the door opens to a study. The study is cozy with an unlit brazier standing in the center of the room, surrounded by aged but welcoming plush chairs. Elaborate carved bookshelves stand as silent guardians to hundreds of long untouched tomes. Along the walls are brightly colored paintings and tapestries, showing copper dragons and their priests in various scenes of glory, mirth, and peace. A mahogany chessboard is set out in the corner. Oh, this is awesome. I'm lighting this brazier. So as you walk up and you light the brazier, it springs to life almost alarmingly quickly and lights up the entire room. Whoa, this thing is so good at what it's supposed to do. Howdy there. I want to take a moment while I'm out here enjoying the scenery to thank some of you amazing people who make this production and many more like it possible. Stellar compadres like Bridget the Wise, Kyle Wendling the Clever, Caitlin Allen the Ferocious, Melissa Sweeney the Cunning, Her Majesty the Avial Queen. And Jonathan Cedillo, the brave. Thank you all, truly. And I'll leave you all with a pardon phrase from my homeland, save for only the dearest of friends. May your lives grow to fit your hearts, and wonders flow in times apart. Thank you. Josh, I, you're so stupidly good at acronyms. People don't know this about you, but it's like an unreasonably like it's one of those useless talents that when it does come up, it's always like, oh, my God, you're way too good at this. It's There's so rarely an opportunity for me to be like, oh, yeah, that's an acronym. Let me just throw words at it until I come up with something that works. When, when I was living with this man, it would just come up like once every like month and it would always blow me the way. Just want people to know. They need to know. The people need to know <laughs> about Tony Reno's elegant artificial tongue. Uh, for the record, uh, Brandon sent a link to Potted Meat, and I clicked on it, and it is oh mistake price unavailable. No reviews. <laughs> return policy. We're sorry. There's no information on returns for this. And description. This is a great sandwich spread and can also be used for much more. I've got an even better one. I clicked on the uh, second link that that Brandon said. And no joke, the first thing that came up was Walmart. Are you human? Question mark. <laughs> Press and hold. Because it, it, it knew. It was like, you've clicked on this. Are you human? You could be a monster. <laughs>